Hey, you guys, we're excited to announce new merch. Go to stonerchickspodcast.com and check out the merch tab to see all of these new hats and mugs that we've got. The mugs say smoke your weed on one side and have a nice little leaf design and they say Stoner Chicks Podcast on the other. And there's beanies that say SYW, you know, we know, smoke your weed. Check it out. There's all different colors. It's going to be a great time. We just wanted to get cozy with you. Some of them have pom-poms. They're going to be really cozy, very fashionable. Stoner chickspodcast.com merch Hello, welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And we're three for four today. We are missing the beautiful Grace Penzel. Grace, we miss you. Always and in my heart. But not forever because I'll see you soon. Yeah. And thank you so much to Kim from California for being our newest patron on Patreon. Yeah, thank you, Kim. Thanks, Kim. Maybe if I yell at my window, Kim can hear me. Is that joke still going? (laughs) Is that still fresh? (laughs) California is not big at all. No. Maybe there's enough cuties in California that if you yell it out the window, the one nearest will hear it and then they can yell Kim and it'll like pass until it gets to Kim. But by the time it gets to Kim, it's going to sound like bud. Okay. All right. So I'll yell to Ava. Ava, you will yell to Kim, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. I think that's how it's going to go. Um, Great. Well, if you're curious about joining us on Patreon for as little as $3 a month, you can have bonus episodes. For $6 a month, you can have two bonus episodes a month. A couple of the most recent episodes we recorded over there, uh, me and Grace did a duo episode where we talked about cannabis and heart health called Heart to Heart with Kayla and Grace. We also had a big dumb game night where I led the stoner chicks through games and they were very funny. Oh, yeah. And then we have another one coming out soon that is going to be like a buzzed feed update episode. So if you want to hear, where are they now? <laughs> where, what is Benefer up to now? <laughs> Come to Stoner Chicks Patreon to find out. <laughs> so, yeah. You can find us on patreon.com slash stoner chicks. We have so much fun over there. We do Zoom calls every month and we're getting to know each other and creating a fun community. So if you would like to be a part of that, we'd love to have you. We would. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I guess we could jump right in. It might be just the right time for our next edition of Stoner Movie Book Club Summer Series. Stoner Movie Book Club Summer Series. Okay, so as we announced, we did for our, what is this? This is our fourth movie. Fifth? You're correct. This is our fifth movie in the Summer Series. And we did 2006 Grandma's Boy, directed by Nicholas Goosen. I believe that is how you say it. And written by Alan Covert, Nick Swartzen, and Barry Wernick. It is a happy, what is it? Happy Gilmore? No. Happy Madison. Thank you. It is a Happy Madison production, which means I suppose it's in the world of the Adam Sandler movies. And I'll I'll do, I think this is going to be a funny one to listen to me try to explain. 
The movie stars Alan Covert. He plays Alex, and he's a video game developer that works at a company that develops video games, right? He's a, he's a tester. He, he's a game tester. That's right. Okay, so I already messed it up. He's a tester, though we do find out early on that in his spare time, he is developing a game. Mm-hmm. And he, at the beginning of the movie, loses his home because him and his roommate are getting kicked out. He's been giving his roommate money, but his roommate was not giving it to the landlord. He was paying for sex workers instead of paying their rent. Yeah, not good. So then our lead, Alex, has nowhere to go. First, he tries to stay with one of his good friends whom he works with, Jeff, who's played by Nick Swardson. But on the first night he's staying there, he decides to masturbate in a bathroom to a Barbie doll. Laura Laura Croft Croft Tomb Raider Barbie doll. I love the corrections. (laughs) (laughs) I am saying this off memory. There we go. And his friend's mother, because his adult friend lives with his parents, the mother walks in and Alex jizzes all over her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he can't stay there no more. (laughs) <laughs> then he moves into his grandma's house and his grandma lives with two other grandma aged ladies. And they, in fact, help test and play his new video game that he's developing in secret. And also at his job. That's right. Since he's not officially a video game developer, there is a video game developer. JP. Yeah. JP played by Joel David Moore. And JP has a new game coming out. And because of this new game coming out, they've brought in Samantha played by Linda Cardellini. I'm realizing now I can't explain what she does, but she oversees. She's a project manager. There you go. Thank you, Kayla. So She's there to get them (laughs) to like finish the video game on time. Yeah. And she is hot. And what are all the men to do? But lust after her and hit on her. JP really has the hots. I mean, pretty much every guy there has the hots for her. And Alex and her kind of have a little flirtatious affair. And yeah, I mean, I'd say that's the plot. I usually just do a synopsis. So I guess I don't need to go through the entire plot of the movie, but that's like a pretty good. He's living at his grandma's house. He's hanging out with all the dweebs. And then the stoner part of the movie is he has a drug dealer who he visits often And I have a feeling we could talk about that drug dealer and everything going on there a lot because I found that some of the strangest part of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, why does he wear his hair in like four pigtails all the time? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't get it. (laughs) So real quick, we should just go through what was our relationship with this movie before this recent viewing, perhaps. Yeah, so I saw this movie when it came out. I actually really thought it was funny, but that was... Back when it came out, I still think it's pretty funny. There are parts that are definitely do not hold up or weren't even funny back then. But I think I just glossed over them, kind of blue screened out when that stuff was happening. But I quote this movie quite often still to this day. Like when I win at a video game, I do the Nick Swardson's character is playing Dance Revolution and he gets a high score. And he goes, oh, high score. What does that mean? Did I break it? <laughs> and I, uh-huh. <laughs> I say that quite often when I get high scores, which is not that often. That's adorable. <laughs> quite often, which is not that often. <laughs> which is not that often. 
What's the other thing? There's a couple other quotes that I use from that movie that I can't remember right now. Did you just rewatch it? I just rewatched it. And how long had it been since you'd seen it? Oh, maybe. Actually, I think I, because I have it on DVD. <laughs> it's one okay. of the only DVDs I have. Because I got it for free when I worked at the radio station. Anyway, so I think I brought it to my cabin that has no internet. And I think I watched it like a couple years ago even. So this is a movie you've seen quite a good amount of times. I think I've seen it over five times. All right. Kayla, what about you? I was, I think, 15 or 16 when this came out. So like prime high school time. And I feel like all the people I had a crush on loved this movie (laughs) in high school. So I think I kind of by proxy watched it several times in high school. And really, uh, now that I've rewatched it, I think the only part I remembered was JP. I think JP really was probably what I thought was funny when I was a teenager. Because I also wasn't a stoner yet. So I that part of the movie didn't really resonate with me, I'm sure. Yeah, that's fair. The funny thing about this movie was I feel like probably a little after it came out, it similar to what Kayla said, like I, back then every guy, in fact, I'm going to say almost maybe through my life, but like this is a movie that the guys I date love and the guys <laughs> I am friends with love. And so I think I had seen it three times before I watched it two days ago. And it was always either with a guy I was dating or a group of guys that were my friends that I smoked weed with. And it would just be... And then I, when I just rewatched it, I watched it with my current boyfriend. He was cracking up through it. Every time I've watched it with people, everyone is cracking up. And I am always left kind of like, huh, I guess this is a really good example of this movie is not for me. Because <laughs> with, with some exceptions, which I'll get into, there's one scene I think is really funny. It's not even that, I mean, yeah, I could get into like the problematic areas and things that bother me. But just in general, I don't find it very funny and I really don't understand. I find Alex and the actor who plays him completely uninteresting and unappealing. He also, it is hard for me to believe that he's only 35 in that movie. (laughs) Yeah, not looking (laughs) great. So I kind of, my takeaway, especially this time, is I think this is just like, it's a real male fantasy movie, I think. Like, he is such an average guy. And it's kind of like celebrating, like, the guys are kind of losers, but kind of cool. And then they, like, of course, all, except for JP, who's deemed so uncool that he doesn't get anyone. But, like, they all get hot chicks. Yeah. I felt so sorry, like, for the actor that played the woman at the party with the boobs. Oh, my God. And just had to have Jonah Hill, like, young Jonah Hill sucking her tits for how, who knows how many scenes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, her first line, she's just like, hi, you want mommy's milky or something? And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is a boy movie for boys about boys. Oh, yeah. And he sucks, I think, in the morning because it's a party. In the morning, he's still sucking on her titty. And someone's like, oh, it's been 12 hours. And I was just like, that titty, that nipple would be so raw and just like. She was just eating cereal. Yeah, well, he sucked on her titty. She seemed perfectly happy, but of course she was at the direction of a writer and written by men. (laughs) So, yeah, the scene I do think is really funny and it actually comes very early on. I I just talked about it. It's basically the scene proceeding when Alex, our lead, jizzes all over his friend's mom. When he arrives at Jeff's house, who's played by Nick Swartzen, as I said, the 
it's a really funny scene to me because Nick Swartzen's really excited and he lets him in and he's like, don't be too loud. You don't want to wake up my roommates. And Alex <laughs> is like, you mean your parents? And that always made me laugh so hard. The idea of like referring, if you live at home as an adult, just referring to your parents as your roommates. And then he goes in his bedroom and he has like a kid's <laughs> car bed. And he's like, do you like my sweet car bed? And he's like, I'm saving up to get a radio for it so I can talk to other car beds. <laughs> my sister says I should get an alarm. <laughs> that scene also was probably my favorite. Yes, that makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> he's like, sleep on the air mattress and it's just a blow up fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like an eight year old slumber party. <laughs> I love that scene. That scene comes maybe five minutes into the movie. And it's a pretty big miss for me personally after that. It's very funny to me that Grace isn't here because mm-hmm. Grace really didn't like this movie. She has some pretty strong opinions. And so I think before the three of us talk anymore right now, let's hear from Grace on her thoughts on this movie. Stoner chick Grace here to give my review for the movie Grandma's Boy. This was my first time watching this film. I dragged Jeff along with me and we struggled through much of it. Things that I will say that I did enjoy were Doris Roberts. Holy shit, she was a national treasure. She's so funny. Anytime that she was on the screen, I was like in a safe zone. It was okay. Seeing Shirley Jones, amazing. I love old classic musicals. So Music Man and Oklahoma, seeing her pop up was so wonderful, even though her character was treated, I don't know, with as much respect as she deserved. I think generally women aren't treated very well in this movie and are fetishized a lot, just kind of objectified. That said, it was great to have Linda Cardellini in the mix. I'm never mad if Linda Cardellini's around, even if she's made to be sort of a clown for them. Her karaoke scene was funny. Nick Swartzen, part writer of this, I don't always agree with his humor, but I do think that he is a good comedic actor. And the treatment of weed was fun. If the whole thing had just been about Shirley Jones and Doris Roberts accidentally getting high and discovering that they really love television and Doris Roberts discovering that she's really good at video games, that would have been a movie I could get behind. It didn't need any of the stuff with any of the men. I give this movie a two rip bong rating, two tokes, whatever it is. And that's my take. Bye-bye. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, Grace. Love you and appreciate you. Can't wait to hear your thoughts later. (laughs) The way you and Grace talked about the movie, I thought it was going to be worse than it was. So I kind of went in with really low expectations and I found it, it had its problematic shit, like really problematic shit, but not nearly as much as the last few movies we've watched with the Hmm. exception of The Big Lebowski. Like it wasn't constant race commentary, race jokes. There were more interesting women doing interesting things, I think, and using cannabis than in any of the other movies so far. For example, all the grandmas. <laughs> Phoebe does not agree. No, I'm think that was a thinking, not a not agreeing. I was you're right. There is more women that smoke weed, or at least that ingest weed in this movie. Yes. Yes. All three of the grandmas have weed tea. They don't know that it's weed tea, but they have a scene that kind of reminds me of that scene in eight to, or nine to five when they're like sitting on the couch, just like rolling around laughing. So I thought that was a cute moment. And then they do smoke weed later in the movie. One of the grandmas is seen like walking through the party scene with a joint in her mouth. 
the project manager role. I can't remember her name. Oh, well, the actress is Linda Cardinelli. Did I say Stephanie or is that just I'm thinking that because Stephanie's right in front of me. Samantha is her character name. Samantha smokes weed. She lights a joint herself when they can't find a lighter. So there's that. Mm -hmm. Unlike maybe Grace, I don't necessarily, I didn't get like angry at the movie. I had also seen it many times before. I just, again, for me, I am okay with it when I think of it as far as I know a lot of people love it. So I just choose to be like, it's just not for me. But it just is so overwhelmingly this male fantasy about very average men that I think behave pretty badly and are kind of shitty to each other and Mm -hmm. then just get hot women for no reason. So there's like a party, this huge party scene in the middle and the three at the grandma's house. So the three grandmas are there. But then it's just like Linda Cardinelli's there and then just like there's the the woman with the large breasts that Jonah Hill sucks on all night and then just all of the background actors is just all like nerdy guys and hot women. And it's just like, where did these women come from? Why do yeah. they have a bunch of model-esque women just hanging out with them? It's like, whatever. And the men just use the term whore a lot. So Linda Cardinelli, who plays Samantha, as we said, is one of my big crushes. She was the star of Freaks and Geeks, and she's the lead on that show. And I think she's so hot. And I think she's like almost like in Grandma's way, I think she's super hot. I really, to me, her character is the epitome of the sort of like, it's sort of like a version of the pixie manic dream girl, but it's like the cool girl where she's really hot. She smokes weed. She totally hangs out with the guys, but there's like no real kids. Like, why would she hang out with these guys? Why would she like any of these guys? We never learn anything about her other than like, wow, you're a cool chick that can hang out with the dudes. Mm -hmm. And literally when she shows up, JP, the sort of the one that we will get more into because Kayla loves his character. He's like kind of the supposed genius, but he's supposed to be a shitty person. And he's also very weird. He hits on her a lot and she makes fun of him a lot. But literally every guy hits on her. And it's just kind of like fine. Like she's cool with it. She's cool with it. It doesn't bother her that in a room where she's the only woman, every single man is drooling over her and accidentally saying sexual things. And then when the lead guy, who, like I said, is so average, hits on her, she's just like, yeah. And then when I'm into you, too. Yeah, there's no reason to be into Alex. He's only been uh, gross in front of her, farts in front of her, falls asleep on the job in front of her. She's like, when she they go to the party and she's like, oh, I party. Then she's like, they get together. Yeah. And she gets really drunk and she does sexy karaoke and then passes out. And he's like, I love this girl. But it's like, yeah, it's like she's one of the guys. But and I do think she's a very good actress and she's kind of funny, but like she doesn't have any of the funny lines. She's never allowed to like fart or be gross. She's always hot. And then what really drives me crazy is then like, yeah, they party all night. And then the next day she's just sitting there looking up childhood photos of him with his grandma and like gets along with the grandma so well. It's just like she's literally like the dream cool girl that just like I don't this is probably not a reference you two might fully get but the movie Gone Girl starring Ben Affleck is kind of that whole story is kind of a not a joke on that but that whole point is that it's like commentary on need like the woman that needs to be the cool girl where you need to seem like you're just always down and can always hang out mm-hmm. and watching Grandma's Boy I was very like oh this is like the ultimate cool girl role And it would have been fun if she could have maybe had like funny lines and done funny things in the movie. And I feel like that kind of role in a friend group is my own internalized misogyny growing up. 
I definitely felt that pressure to be that girl at many points, especially around the time this movie came out. Now yeah. that I think about it. Well, the irony is, yeah, I was that cool girl sitting and watching this movie and pretending to laugh with all my guy friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was me in my 20s, except I wasn't as hot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of hot, I'm going to warm up my lungs. Let's take a smoke (laughs) break. (laughs) And welcome back from your smoke break, stoners. Phoebe's got a fat joint lit, if I do say so myself. That doesn't make sense. And uh, we're talking about Grandma's Boy. Yeah, Kayla. I was going to say, I want to hear your thoughts on JP, the character of JP, because I actually think in a weird way, he's the most interesting character in the movie. Yeah, he's the, I think, head developer at the company. And he was kind of like a child video game prodigy that they hired at a very young age. And... He wears like a full length leather matrix jacket and he talks like a robot. And whenever he enters or exits a scene or mostly when he exits, he goes like and he does some like great physical robot stuff. And I just he was the only part of the movie that stuck with me since I saw this movie half my life ago. (laughs) So when I saw him, I was like, oh, that's this movie. I remember loving that character. Like you said, he's kind of he doesn't know how to speak to women. He cannot work with this project manager without hitting on her. But he's kind of like the butt of the joke at work. Like all the video game testers make fun of him and don't take him seriously. But he also, I can tell he cares, but he's also kind of like comments on what jerks they all are, which they are. Yeah. And he also tries to steal the leads video game, pass it off as his own. So I guess he is the bad guy of the movie. Yeah, I think he kind of reminded me of like all the main character, like dudes kind of reminded me of my, some of my friends in high school. And then he reminded me of like my drama club friends. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why I had a soft spot for JP. We had a term in school where there was a certain part of high school, like the kids that were kind of like JP and also theater kids. So I was kind of part of it. Just, it was a, like a weird amalgam and also the D&D kids. They all sat on the heater. So we call them heater sitters. <laughs> oh, man. Like... <laughs> High school group names. Yeah. Heater sitters. Heater sitters. Well, let's talk about the weed in the movie, because I feel this stoner, probably of the ones we've watched, this by far has the most weed smoking and is very much about like they talk about being stoners a lot. Sure. Not as much as like how high. Mm, perhaps not. You're right. But it certainly is a thread of like, okay, when, we were, when we're out of weed, we got to go get weed. We go to the weed dealer's house, which the weed dealer's hanging out with a Zimbabwean witch doctor the whole time who's getting him illegal exotic animal pets to help guard his house and yes. guard the weed. Right. And I think he's maybe the only black actor in the whole movie. And he has like no lines. He pretty much just... I mean, he has more lines toward the end, but he just sits around in like his traditional Zimbabwean garb and says nothing. It's really weird. Yeah, it's weird. And they smoke. What is it? The weed that makes you grow antlers, but not like actually grow them. But you think you've grown them. I think it's called 
the green antlers. No, I don't know what it's called. But then there's the brown bomber that makes you shit your pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> so at one point, there's a lion at the house. There's a chimpanzee at the house. There's a, at the end, an elephant in the house. So I guess, I don't know, do, how do we feel the movie treats weed? Or what is it saying about stoners? I mean, in the movie, I guess it's pretty accepting. They're all pretty into smoking weed. And it's kind of like the people who smoke weed in the movie are the people we're supposed to like. Yeah, but they're also the people who, like, don't have a home, <laughs> don't really... <laughs> but that was his roommate's fault, not his. Yeah, that's true. But that is who he was smoking weed and playing video games with. Yeah, the movie opens on a dirty bong water getting mm. spilled. And I was just like, oh. Oh, and Rob Schneider. Boo. And Rob Schneider as the Ukrainian landlord, Yuri. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> he comes in and he's on his... <laughs> Uh, anyway, it was it was all the typical cameos from like all the Adam Sandler movie people, including Rob Schneider. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, maybe we're ready to give it our bong rating. Sure. Did, was there anything else about the how women are treated in the movie that you wanted to touch on? Well, so like you said, it is interesting. Oh, so, you know, in fact, yes, thank you for bringing up women because we haven't actually talked about any of the grandmother, the grandma who's played by Doris Roberts and she's Grandma Lily. She's the mom on um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. And Shirley Knight is in it. And Shirley Jones plays Grace. And actually, so Shirley Jones is kind of the, she ends up having sex with the friend, Jeff, the guy with the car bed. And <laughs> I think we found out he was a virgin. And she's had sex with, her whole thing is she's had sex with thousands and including famous people, which I'll admit now I'm forgetting who, but she references Charlie a lot. Chaplin. Abbott and Costello. Right. That was like when I gave a hand job to Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> she was by far my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, she was pretty fun. So I think that because of her character, even though there's definitely like jokes that are pretty crude about stuff, the grandmas kind of make up for me. What otherwise I would be pretty bummed because I think that I would actually say even compared to other ones, I felt the women were simply decorative or I mean, like I said, my issue with the Linda Cardinelli character is heightened because of how big of a crush I have on her and just wishing it could be a movie I could enjoy watching her in. And like what a good actor she is and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, I'd say it kind of just like you said, it kind of goes along with all of them. It's not a movie that's really interested in women as people. <laughs> no, and that uh, seems to be kind of a rarity for the 90s and the early 2000s, unless it was a movie directed or written by women, which is happening more now. But we're still in an era where it was mostly white guys writing movies. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who were being given all the resources, telling all the stories, making all the comedies. So here we are. Here we are. Then here we can rate it. So what are our ratings? Hmm. What about me? What about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Hmm. Steph, from you, I kind of want to before and after. Like, what was your rating at one time and what is your rating now? Oh, my rating at one time probably was like a three and a half, four bongs. Three and a half-ish. I now would rate it lower. Because I was trying to, when I rewatched, I was trying to remember all the jokes I liked. And I only found like two or three where I was like, oh, ha, 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 that's right. I did like that joke. But it was only like two or three, like the race car bed joke, the new high score joke. <laughs> and I, I think a robot vagina joke. I don't know. But anyway, 
So my new rating now is hmm, 2.64. Whoa. That's low. Some real math to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Because you, you like this movie and this is one of the lowest ratings anyone's given a movie yet. Oh, no, I've given way lower <laughs> ratings. Yeah, yeah, I think you gave up 1.5 to how, how high? high I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say 2.64 is. 2.64 from Stephanie. Stoner Chick Phoebe here. I'm going to just say a two. And I think I'm, I really weirdly am for, I almost am lower because I've had to watch this movie so many goddamn times and I don't get it. But so many people I love, love it. So it kind of makes me like, okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, and I'll give it a three. All right. I really think I went in with low expectations and I didn't think it was that bad. And I'm pretty sure we heard Grace's earlier. I'm going to guess it was low. A <laughs> 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 uh, One fun fact I found out about this movie is apparently before it closed down, obviously, Blockbuster said that this was one of their most stolen movies, which just means it's the least returned. If people wanted to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably mixed with stoners. Just losing it, maybe forgetting. I don't know. But I thought that was cute. I'm still having fun looking up all the filming locations of the houses in these movies. Right, because they're so near you. Yeah, and I won't say it's just for my own privacy how close I am to a few of these filming locations. But there's one filming location, the grandma's house. When I saw the exterior shot, I was like, I'm starting to get to know L.A. Mm. And that I was like, I, I bet you that's in the neighborhood the Charmed House is in. <laughs> Because the house from Charmed, which I think you guys, didn't somebody on this podcast watch Charmed? Not me. Grace. Not I. Isn't that the Boobalicious Witch show? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. That was what Grace said. Yeah, when you look at like this neighborhood on a map, the Charmed house is like on Apple Maps, like a big location in LA for some reason. And I was like, oh, I bet it's in that neighborhood. And they are directly across the street, the Charmed house and the grandma's house from Grandma's Boy. Neighbors. Maybe you could start like an unofficial grandma's boy and charmed tour of LA. Be the yeah. tour guide. I'll start petitioning <laughs> Apple Maps to put that house on the map. Hmm. It's not just the charmed house neighborhood. It's the grandma's boy neighborhood. I used to joke with my ex that we should do a Fraser tour around Seattle. Because <laughs> 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 it wasn't filmed here. <laughs> well, that was fun. Thank you all for joining me for another summer series. And next up, final up, is Pineapple Express, starring oh. our boy Seth Rogen <laughs> and another guy. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I haven't watched it in a long time. Me neither. But I remember liking this movie. So we'll see if I <laughs> still like cool. It. Stay tuned in two weeks. Stephanie, what's that? I think I see something. What is? I'm it's squinting. So tiny. I'm looking. Let me get out my binoculars. Well, you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. Okay. I'm going to keep it in my hand and not share it. Oh, okay. Fine. Just kidding. I'm going to open up my hand and let you see <laughs> it, but it's really tiny. Because why? Small, tiny, little, tiny, small, small business time. It's small. Just a itty bitty, little, tiny thing. <laughs> Fit it in your pocket or in a pistachio shell. Just a little bitty, itty, tiny, tiny business time. 
Okay. Well, I thought I would feature someone I've been stalking on Instagram for quite Ooh. some time. And I think we all been stalking them, her. And it is a, I love subversive cross-stitching and um, the high hoop on Instagram yes. is someone I would like to feature today. Great. I have noticed her Instagram on our feed. She makes some cool stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to show you guys a couple things. There's this tote bag. She Oh, you can't see it. Well, will you tell the listeners what she does? First? She does em- subversive embroidery, cross-stitching, uh, cross-stitching stuff where it's all cannabis related, where this one says too high to say hi. And that's a little <laughs> tote bag with a flower. And like then that. she has a little embroidered shirt that says, hello, I'm high, spelled H-I-G-H. And then there's like this, oh, you can't see it, but there's a beautiful um, embroidery of someone smoking a joint with glitter and stuff. And where's baked like an apple pie for like on a apron? She has one that just says overworked and underfucked. I like that one. (laughs) But she has this beautiful one where it's a flowers coming out of a bong that you can hang on your wall. Just they're just really they're beautiful little embroideries. The sun is high and so am I. And have you ordered anything from her? I just DM'd her yesterday and I asked her if she had a shop and I would I was interested in buying some items. She said you can just do it off her Instagram for now. She hasn't set up her shop yet. Oh, yeah. It says DM for hoops and pricing. The first hoop that she has pinned, it's like a floral background. And then she stitched, have you tried smoking weed instead of being a little bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Do it. (laughs) These are great. These would be like great presents for stoner friends. They would. Great presents for stoner friends are just to decorate your own house. The totes and the shirt are so cute. Would go great next to some like goodwill art you find. Yeah, you can make like your little own smoking corner and have little decorations. So tell the name again. And what is the Instagram handle? It is the high hoop. And I believe it's Instagram at the high hoop. And the artist is named Nicole Buchanan Stevens. She, her, she's an embroidery artist, cannabis brand education and marketing support women in cannabis. That's what her Instagram says. I'm inspired. I love to see it. Love. I love that stuff that I've always wanted to learn it myself. I can do a little bit of cross stitching, but I'd love to learn embroidery would be really fun. Yeah, I think our friend, therefore friend of the pod, Trisha, does embroidery, right? Or does she do cross stitching? Oh, no, I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend. We have to cut this. It's needlework. It's the same. But I, I have a hoop by Trisha that is just a key lime LaCroix can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I hang yeah. it above my stove. <laughs> but that is who I wanted to feature today is the high hoop. So check them out on Instagram. Thank you, Stephanie. I have and I will again. All right, grandmas, boys and girls. Um, <laughs> grandmas. <laughs> Keep your Stoners. eyes peeled for that L.A. tour of Grandma Boy locations. <laughs> locations by me. led by Kayla. 
No, you know what? We should do a whole stoner movie book club summer series 2023 filming location. <laughs> you know what? Just stoner movie book club because I, I also know where a lot of the clueless filming locations Ooh. are. Ooh. And the dude. I was at a Ralph's yeah. in Venice recently and I was like, I wonder if this is the Ralph's. <laughs> but mm. the dude, because it was very close to his house in a filming location. Anyway. So thanks for listening to the podcast. I love you all. You can learn more about Stoner Chicks and where to find us at stonerchickspodcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Stoner Chicks Podcast, on TikTok at Broccoli Broads. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash stonerchicks, <laughs> where you can get more episodes for starting at just $3 a month. You could write us high thoughts. At stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. Send snail mail at P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. So thanks for tuning in to another episode featuring Stoner Movie Book Club. Next, we're doing Pineapple Express. So if you're following along, keep going. Go to Blockbuster <laughs> and get that one because that's next. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, Stephanie, what do stoner chicks always say? What does high score mean? Does it mean I'm really high? <laughs> <laughs> Smoke your weed. Smoke your weed. <laughs> <laughs>